you're in this like great relationship and you know maybe there's an expiration date and that fear of having to do this whole person learning process again with another person and be like, how could anybody ever know me like you? That's the first line of the song, but there's this, it's like a preemptive sadness. That's kind of how I see it, but it's a, it's a happiness knowing that someone knows you so well, that it's going to be an incredible hassle to, to get anyone to know you like that again. Welcome to another episode of Stories and Song. I'm Cheryl Stewart, and on the show, I talk to songwriters about the story that inspires one of their songs, and then we just take the conversation wherever it goes. Today, we're talking breakups with Theo Candell and how to process it and get through it, especially when it seems like no matter how much progress you've made, you find yourself kind of stuck in the same place over and over again. How to get out of that spin cycle. In fact, that is the name of his new EP. It's a gorgeous EP that just came out. And Theo, welcome to the show from... Now, are you in New York? Did you grow up there? Where are you at right now? I'm from... Yeah, so I grew up in New York City, like in the thick of Manhattan. And then uh, I went to Vanderbilt in Nashville and spent a couple of years there after. Actually, now I live in Los Angeles. I moved here like a month ago. I don't really know what I am anymore, but... (laughs) Well, you're in. You've been in three great cities. I, I feel like very um, fertile ground for creative types because every day you could have a conversation with a different person in New York and get a different inspiration for a song. Um, I feel like it's the same way in Nashville, LA. So, do you have a favorite city so far for writing purposes? I mean, you can try to talk to people in New York to get a song, but I don't know if anyone's going to talk to you. So, the best place for that is probably Nashville. But I don't know. I've been in Los Angeles for I guess a month, a little more. Than a month now and it's been great you know every every day i wake up and it's sunny and beautiful and i'm waiting like before me and my friends would joke is like you know we have our seasonal depression and now it's going to be that non-seasonal depression in los (laughs) we've graduated onto this now (laughs) i can relate i moved here in january uh from portland oregon and um yeah i I think it's gonna take a very long time for me to get depressed over sunshine every day. (laughs) I'll find a way. Don't worry. I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually thinking about this. It seems like the best music comes from very sad situations and very bad breakups and very toxic relationships. So yeah, I mean, you don't want your life to be too happy. I know you got it. There's, there's, there's a creativity in the struggle, but despite the EP being relatively sad. Um, my new goal is to start making happier music. So hold on tight, folks, because it, <laughs> it's happy time, maybe. But the EP is not. <laughs> the EP is um, it's called Spin Cycle. And if you are going through a breakup, you've recently been through or ever been through one, actually, I feel like you're going to find a song or two to relate here. Were you going through a breakup when you wrote these songs? Yeah, that's that is definitely the inspiration for the whole thing. I didn't go into it intending to write a breakup EP, but it was, you know, I found myself writing all of these songs that that fit together about my experiences. Um and from there I it was just like a matter of patching them together and figuring out the best order and the best way to convey the idea of the EP. Yeah, it's it's very therapeutic writing. Um, you know, I remember when um after my marriage broke up and it was you know, it was like some really heavy emotions and just like stuff I'm trying to untangle in my head. And, and I remember my counselor just encouraging me to write every day, just whatever I was thinking, whatever I was feeling, not necessarily write a a letter and send it like, you don't do that, but like, it's basically you connecting 
with your thoughts. And then later when you look back and, and see it on paper, you can see your journey and your progress. Has the songwriting been similar for you? Yeah, I am pretty bad at telling people how I feel most of the time in, in just words, um, in my relationships and my friendships and in my, to myself, you know? So I think a lot of the time when I write songs, it's, it's kind of, I mean, it sounds a little cheesy, but it is kind of my way of getting my thoughts out onto the table at off my chest onto the table. And, uh, so I, I, it, it is a therapeutic process. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to heal immediately from it, but it's definitely part of the the process of healing, which has been helpful for me and changing cities has been helpful too. But, um, that was, that is kind of how I, I approach that stuff. Yeah. Oh, changing cities helps a lot. Yeah. Getting a fresh start and, and being in a new environment is huge. Yeah, definitely. Do you look back at some of those songs and, and kind of note your progress? You're like, wow, I was in a really dark place that day. And I'm so glad I've progressed from there. Yeah. I mean, people that have heard my friends that have heard the EP have kind of been like, dude, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, now I'm fine. But you know, catch me a year ago. And this, that was kind of how I was feeling, which is nice to look back and see. I mean, it's not that nice, but you, you look back and you see the lowest points that you were at and then think about where you're at now. And it's, it's sometimes a little comforting. Oh yeah. It's, it's very encouraging to watch that progress and and realize that nothing, you know, nothing's permanent, even your worst day, it's temporary. It's not going to last forever. So exactly. It's life is just the (laughs) <laughs> the melancholy in between joy and sadness. <laughs> That's dark, but <laughs> uh, but you know what? It's it's relatable. And and songs like this actually, when I was in the thick of it, sad songs in a weird way made me feel better. Was it that I way totally for you? I agree. Yeah. I listen, I mean, I'm trying to get out of this this cycle now, but li- I listen to a lot of sad music. I write a lot of sad music, and there's something comforting in there. There's this weird sense of solidarity almost with the artists that I'm listening to or with maybe just people that I that have been listening to that stuff and you kind of know oh maybe I'm not so alone in my sadness if other people can relate to this music too then maybe we're all kind of we can all wallow together yeah do you ever um look back at the songs you wrote in the thick of it or even your journal entries notes that you made and, and learn something about yourself that you didn't know, because I have found that in my journal entries, like sometimes they're cringy, but like I learned something about myself. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. This has this in common with this and this, and this is a pattern. This is why I choose people that are bad for me. Like this, have you learned anything about yourself by looking back from this side of it? I think so I think a lot of the time I'm looking back and I'm like, you are pathetic. Theo. Like, what <laughs> are you doing? But then a lot of the time I'll go through and I'll, and I'll realize that there are some lines that kind of repeat in a lot of the songs that I've written over time when they're specifically like more apology regret kind of songs. And it's that thing that I was talking about how it's like, you know, I, you want to talk about this and I'm so bad at talking about this. I'm so you know, I just kind of cloistered in my emotions. So here's a a song that probably won't help in the end, but maybe it'll help me out. Hopefully. The song you're going to play for us is from your Spin Cycle EP. It's called How Could Anybody? And uh, tell me, what is what is the story behind this song? So actually, this is a song that I wrote before the breakup, um, which is weird that it fits into this. It's kind of that idea of 
you're in this like great relationship and you know maybe there's an expiration date and that fear of having to do this whole person learning process again with another person and be like how could i how could anybody ever know me like you that's the first line of the song but it you know it, it it's it's that fear it's a bittersweet song i ask people what they think they're like is it happy is it sad i'm like i don't know you tell me and there's this idea of it's like a preemptive sadness. That's kind of how I see it, but it's a it's a happiness knowing that someone knows you so well that it's going to be an incredible hassle to to get anyone to know you like that again. But that's part of life, you know, that's part of meeting new people and making new yeah. friends and having new relationships. The relationship that you were in that inspired this song, did you know there was going to be an expiration date when you started it? And and are you just like, well, for however long this lasts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, without getting into too many specifics about it, I, I think it, it's one of those things where the t- you you see a timeline and you see where it's where your two timelines are going to kind of converge. In this case, it was geographic location and mm-hmm. some obstacles that seem insurmountable at the time, and you're kind of it's it's that like horrible feeling of anticipation. Um, when you think something might end or when you are having doubts about that. Uh, and then, you know, how, how you deal with that, how you, you kind of reconcile that in your head. Yeah. I, I can relate to that. I, Cause I, I think I kind of, that rebound relationship I referenced earlier, like I, at the very beginning, like I knew that wasn't going to last. Right. Like I knew the clock is ticking. You just don't know when, but it's like, well, gonna enjoy it today (laughs) yeah uh, that's that's been my mentality for a lot of things in life it's like you know nothing lasts (laughs) nothing is permanent and you you can get nihilistic about that or you can kind of get hedonistic about it and just go for the pleasure side of things and i think a lot of the time that's been more helpful to me than you know getting stuck in that anticipation and that anxiety well I think there is something to be said too when when you are going through a really bad breakup, you all the feelings and you don't really know what to do with them. Sometimes just doing what makes you feel good helps you reconnect to who you are, which is for me, that was key to getting over the breakup. Yeah, I mean the one of the scariest parts about leaving a long relationship is figuring out who you were or who you are gonna be outside of that. And yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I, I think living not in the past or in the future, but just like in the moment. Oh, so cheesy. I can't believe I said that. But, <laughs> you know, living each day as a day, as a positive day or attempting to be a, to have it be a positive day. Yeah. Um, you kind of set yourself up for a little more successful or at least like a little more discovery, self-discovery. Right. I was actually having this discussion with someone the other day about how, you know, if you kind of look at it, like you don't know how long this person's going to be in your life, you can kind of approach it. Like, I feel like you can more fully appreciate that person while they're in your life, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's what the song is about too. I mean, it, I I do see it as a love song at its, at its core. Um, I actually say that in the song too. So it's not so, so hidden, but I think it is it is a love song and it is a song just about like, hey, this is amazing. Like, this is a great thing. And I don't know what's going to happen. But right now, this is this is just, you know, how I'm feeling. There's power in that. There's absolutely power in that. And I feel like most relationships break up 
or or go bad because of unmet expectations or somebody like just pulls something out of left field you weren't you weren't expecting i feel like expectations maybe are the root of relationship problems yeah un, unfounded expectations when you don't know what's going on like a lack of communication it always ends up you know it ends up going not the way you expected because yeah. you know you're assuming so what about do you know any couple, maybe it's your parents. I don't know. Do you know any couples that have been together like 40, 50 years? Um, how did they get around the expiration date thing? That's what I want to know. Like, I'm still trying <laughs> to figure that out. Too. Yeah, I, I was visiting my grandparents. I'm lucky I have both sets of my grandparents um, still around and they're all, you know, around 90 and they've all been married for, I guess, 65 70 years maybe just wow. like crazy amounts of time decades wow. decades and uh i don't know it it's i mean at this point obviously they're old but they they take care of each other and they know what each other needs and i think that's such a beautiful thing when you find that in in a relationship and i don't know they're both they both do every both sets of grandparents do everything together and they they have their little things that make them each a, a unique person, but as a as a cohesive unit, they it's a it's a give and take, it's a push and pull, but it's it's all within one thing. Like the more time they spend together, the better they know each other. Isn't that why we all seek relationships to be known, accepted, and loved for who we are, to be seen and known? Yeah, no, I I I think so. And when that ends, it's like the word it it it's that terrible feeling of. Having someone out there in the world, I mean, it's a nice feeling, but it's also a terrible feeling when it ends someone out there that knows all of this about you. Like they are taking the part of you that you gave them, if it was all or if it was just some. And that's scary. That's a scary thing. It is. But if you look at it on the flip side, like maybe you, that piece of you that they took with them made them better. Maybe if you learned something from them, if they enriched your life at all, then maybe the flip side of that is you enriched their life. And there's a little bit of comfort in that, right? There's a little bit of comfort in that. I don't think anybody leaves a relationship unchanged by the other person. No, definitely not. It's like, it's like I'm a big Harry Potter fan. It's like a Horcrux. You're like making a Horcrux in the other person. Like they take yeah. a piece of your soul with them. And that's a scary thing. But if you, I don't know, if you believe that they'll protect it, then it can be a positive thing. I agree. So without giving too much away, were you ever able, like, are you still friends with the person that inspired this song? And have yeah, they heard it? I think they've heard it. Um I don't really know where we're at these days. That's, you know, the EP's coming out, so I also have no idea what that's going to do. But it it's tough to, it's tough. People always ask me, they're like, you write these songs about people that are in your lives and may no longer be in your life as as prominently. And how do they, how do you feel about doing that kind of thing? And that is also one of the scariest things. But it's kind of, it comes with a job description of, being a musician and being someone who really like struggles to express it in any other way. Um, and I was talking to someone about this too, just kind of about like wanting your music to be heard. And I, and, you know, hearing what the critics say, hearing what the reviews say, or hearing what fans say about your music and if that matters and it matters less to me than I thought it would. Um, 
not that I've had like an incredible amount of positive or negative reviews in, in my life, but I make music so people can hear it. And once they hear it, I don't really, I mean, I do care. It would be ridiculous of me not to say that I don't care, but I think the most important thing is for people to hear it. So when I write these songs, I'm writing them for myself as some kind of therapy in a way, but I'm also hoping that maybe some people will listen and, and find a little bit of themselves in it too and connect with that. That's, you know, that's the best feeling. The uh, the EP is called Spin Cycle, and I think it's just absolutely gorgeous. I love every song on it, and I can't Thank wait you. to hear more music from you. Um, so will you play How Could Anybody for us right now? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, thank you. Got my guitar right here. How could anybody ever know me like you? How could anybody do the things you do? Cause the world gets scarier, the world gets tough And one day I don't know if I'll be enough How could anybody ever know me like you? How could anybody say the things you say? How could anybody make me feel okay? Like when I was crying to you sitting in the parking lot You told me I was special and I know I'm not yet How could anybody say the things you say? Oh my God, I'm falling for you all over again I'm just writing you a love song it's not the first, but it's a good one You got me shaking like a heart attack Cause how could anybody ever know me like that? I'm not good at my emotions They toss and turn like the oceans I just wanna tell you that you're all I have How could anybody ever know me like that? Yeah How could anybody see the things we've seen? Travel the world from California to Chamonix Oh, we wandered those streets and we drank some wine We cooked up our dinner on the mountainside, yeah How could anybody see the things we've seen? Oh my God, I'm falling for you all over again I'm just writing you a love song It's not the first but it's a good one You got me shaking like a heart attack Cause how could anybody ever know me like that? I'm not good with my emotions That you toss and turn like the oceans I just wanna tell you that you're all I have How could anybody ever know me like that? Yeah. Oh, how could anybody How could anybody How could anybody Theo Candell on Stories and Song. Thank you so much. That's so beautiful.
Thank you. It's a little sadder when I play it acoustic, honestly, but you know, whatever people want. <laughs> I, I, I think it's absolutely gorgeous as is the EP. Thanks for sharing it with us and, and good luck in your ventures coming up. Welcome to California. <laughs> Enjoy you. LA and, uh, and what is next for you? Um, so this summer I am planning on playing a bunch of shows. Uh, I'm playing a festival called Shag Spring Hill Arts Gathering in Washington, Connecticut on August 7th. And I'm co-headlining a show at Mercury Lounge in New York on the 21st, August 21st. Um, and those should be really fun. I'm excited to meet people and play shows again and, you know, just hug people if they want it. Uh, yeah. and make new music that's uh, a little happier, but still still got a little kick to it. Yeah, well, I can't wait to hear more from you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You can find out more about Theo Candell on his official site, theocandell.com. His new EP, Spin Cycle, is on Spotify and in all the usual places you find music. He's also on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and he's got some great content on TikTok, so make sure you follow him there. Till next time, every song has a story. Every story has a song. <laughs>